coming to you from the Strings and Things studio in Ventura, California, and then our satellite office in Fillmore, California. This is <laughs> Strings Unraveled podcast. All right. Uh, it's fun to be with you. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> I've had a long week and I was exhausted around three and then I started to think about what we were going to do tonight and I got completely energized. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> so, well, um, how you doing? Yeah. So I was looking to see what our episode number is and I forgot to look. So I think it's 20... Two? That sounds right. Something like that. Yeah, we've been doing it almost two years now. Yeah. We didn't do it immediately right away. Yeah. Anyway, um, who wants to start with what they're working on? Um, I'd be happy to. Go for it. So on, I've been practicing this line all week. So on Sunday, I did not start on Sleeve Island. I started in a Sleeve Archipelago. Okay. <laughs> I had four sleeves I wanted to work on and finish. I am very close to that. Um, so I finally picked up my son's um, simpler sinister sweater. And like, seriously, I've been talking about that for months that I'm supposed to be working on it and going to get serious about it. And uh, I was thinking about that today, <laughs> about that sweater, because I think I saw it on Ravelry and I thought, I wonder how Ann's sweater is going. Well, it's, you know, he's a big guy. He's six foot something, at least six foot two and big chest. So I'm doing the 14th size. It's a 56 inch chest. Um, it's not super tiny stitches. It's um, 20 stitches to four inches. So here's the keys. I mean, that's been long done. And the ribbing. Nice. So I had, um, I thought I had seven inches to go, but it turns out that I only had, um, about six and a half or five and a half before mm -hmm. and I was like man I could have probably stopped at four and he says um, oh no 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 I like it long yeah oh good answer so you'll see that um there's no sleeves here but I claim to be close on this goal of sleeve finishing yeah because mm -hmm. um, I'm doing the thing I'm doing oh, yeah. there it is um bottom up sleeve or a top down sweater. I feel very confident in my grafting skills because the other one turned out well. The problem was that my sleeve was too long and I already grafted and wove in all my ends. So I'm going to have no. to like, do surgery from the cuff and that's not been very exciting. So this time yeah. I had him try on the sweater and I positioned where the sleeve unrolled to and then measured on his arm with a little bend um, where the sleeve should end. So Nice. That's one, and cool. this one is more than halfway. Oh, yeah, almost done. Yeah, so well, I had hopes, but I, you know, went to bed too early one night. I'm surprised you're not doing two sleeves on two circulars. I don't like that. <laughs> it surprises people that I don't like that because I am about the fastest, sturdiest way. But um, sleeves are different. It socks have a shorter end date. And sleeves just go on. I don't like socks or sleeves too. Other time. Um, it's too fussy be, for me. You'd be like on two different sleeve islands. It was yeah, it's too fussy. Like managing the balls, flipping around. It's mm -hmm. almost faster just to knit two separate sleeves for me. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, then the other thing 
is the other sleeves go to my second um, scrapper cardi, which is by her cuteness, whose screen name is Drunk Knitter, and I should really learn her real name. Um, I'm wearing her t-shirt right now, but I can't really show you without undressing. <laughs> We're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> but we can make this anything we want, Karen. I won't go there. <laughs> this is the yoke of my second one. Um, and this takes a lot of, like, it doesn't take a lot of carefulness, um, but it does, for me, it takes some planning because I want it all to work out and use every inch of the yarn. So here is sleeve number one. This nice. has a pretty deep yoke. I usually need to oh, that's nice. make my sleeves really, really, really long. Um, and these sleeves have to be adjusted longer than the um, pattern calls for. So that's the first sleeve and the second sleeve got buried under simpler sinister. This is the second. I can see that when you're doing a fade of, of sorts, um, going from the cuff up get, may give you a little better control. I had this little bit. So I undid my yarn from designing for the yarn over track. And um, I had this little bit left and I wanted to make sure I used all of it. Mm -hmm. The cuff up had to happen because this was where this landed in the color. Um, I like seeing it on the screen though, because I can see like a different- Your reds are really showing up nicely. Yeah. So I'm really happy with the blending. Um, and then the third thing I'm working on, because it always comes in threes, mm -hmm. is the first time I've really done a mystery knit along in a very long time. I'm doing the Lunar Fade by Larissa Brown. Um, mm -hmm. One of our knitters, Donna Timlin, told me about it and it didn't take like any convincing and I was in. <laughs> Um, so you choose four colors. I think I showed you my yarn last time. Mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't started yet. Um, Pretty. This I'm not that happy about because I read the description after I purchased my yarn already. Yeah. It looks just a little stronger. It's not too bad. It's very subtle. I don't, there's four colors, a contrast, which is D. So this is A and D together. Mm -hmm. this and B, and then C finally makes an appearance up here. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's okay, but it's really fun pattern. So I've ordered some other yarn that's kind of boring that will show the pattern um, really well, but it's like a uh, lost in shipment land. So it was supposed to arrive yesterday and then it's been saying all day it would arrive today and there's nothing when I got home, but it is for nine o'clock tonight, so that's still two hours off. So maybe I'll see it when I when I get home from this. Those are the things I'm working on. Who's next? Uh, I will go. I am currently knitting on a pair of um, shorts. Those looked cute. So these are my ah, I love this. shorts. I put down my leggings that I was working on to cast down shorts instead. So all I'm working on are leggings and shorts right now. For <laughs> um, seasonally appropriate shorts. Yes, because I was like, oh, these look fun and I might actually get to wear them because it's been hot in Fillmore. Uh, yeah. Um, it's been hot in Ventura, no less. I know. So I've been using, I used um, some sock yarn from my stash. It's a Knit Picks something speckled. I don't remember the name of it, but mm -hmm. 
There's the top of them with their little drawstring. Um, so there's those. And then, pardon me while I dig out from this bag somewhere in the depths, my leggings, because I haven't touched them in a couple weeks. But that's... Ooh. There's the front. That's the front. Can you see those? Oh, this, those are nice. And then you can see them. So those are my leggings. Um, oh, man. Will you go purple the whole way, or will you stripe that whole kind of thing? Um, I had three balls of the whimsical wood fiber in her various ass colorways. Yes. I'm using, so I'm double stranding sock yarn, and I'm using those three as like the base. So it goes from the darkest purple, and now I'm in, hang on. This is my second one. And oh, yeah. I forgot you had them on those spools. The third one is this one. So this one's a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But I'm using the same purples over and over as my second color to blend them all. So, so those will go the whole way, and it's just other purples. Kind of mixed throughout. I wanted to start with the light at the top and work down to the bottom, but then I realized it was a bad idea to put a light color on my butt. Number <laughs> just for flattering and number two, because it will probably get dirty if I sit on something. So Fair point. I went the other direction. Um, and that is all I'm really working on. I haven't been knitting a whole lot lately, which is weird because I have time, but I've been doing other stuff. So no, not a whole lot of knitting. How do you like those things? Those little spoolies? I like them fine. Um, I like, I like winding the yarn with the drill. This is called a, it's called the Winderful is the brand. I got it for my birthday. But you basically put like an attachment on your drill that this sits on and then it mm -hmm. spins when you turn your drill on, right? Um, so winding is super fast and easy. Knitting with the things is fine. You know, it's not as easy as just like a ball of yarn because it's like squishy, doesn't take up a lot of room. This kind of like clung, like clangs around when you're knitting with it. And the other thing is you can't pull from the inside. Like you only have access to one end. So it's fine if you're gonna, like if you want to wind something up real quick because it doesn't take any effort. But the actual knitting from the schools is not my favorite. But I still like it. It's fine. Center puller, but I do like, I like the freedom to have access to both ends. Yeah, I want to be able to, like if I, on the short or on the leggings, if I want to do both of the same color for a while, I would have to wind some off and it would be a whole thing. Yep. But that's all that I am working on. Leggings are a pretty big project. Yeah, I, I yeah, really it's, it's, a, it's a full sweater and then some. Yeah. Right. Um I was talking about I was talking to my mom about my uh sweater a month goals and how that's kind of like flown itself out the window in recent time. But I was like, if I finished the leggings, that would count as a sweater like for April, but I didn't finish them in April and I don't really, I'm not that upset about it. So, oh well. It was a loose thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't predict what, what that I, the world was going to get all crazy, you know? It's, mm -mm. well, if you could predict it and you sat on it. Yeah, I'm Nostradamus. Quiet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie over there. <laughs> um, I did finish something else in the meantime, but that's for the next segment. So Karen, what are you working on? Um, well, I'm on, I only have my one thing with me, but, and I'll show that in a minute. Um, I am on Sleeve Island finishing up a couple of projects from previous, a MEMA 
maybe it was like, you know, what, six months ago. And I'd for, forgotten about it and doing everything. And I'm just doing sleeves on that one. I'm almost done with one. I finished one <laughs> sleeve. Mama was the really pink one. Oh. It had like the honeycombish yeah. pattern. Um, and I finished all of Graham's Revised except for one sleeve. But that actually went together pretty well because I was motivated to, to get that done. Actually, I've got a third thing that I'm on Sleeve Island. And that is... Can't think of the name of it. It's the one that was blue with the purple and the the white. Oh, um, it's a oh, beats and bones. Beats and bones. All right. Uh, by Gigi Alagon. Um, but okay. what I'm working on. Oh, and I'm almost done with the body of my sorrel. I do a lot of sweaters. Sorrel <laughs> I get really focused on the body because woo woo it goes going it gets going and then. Um, and the, she's coming out with the, the same designers are coming out next month with um, June 1st, as a matter of fact, with a summer weight sorrel. So, Ooh. so yeah, so yeah. it's still got a fade. It's not in cotton, it's fingering weight, but it's a little bit different. They have changed up a little bit of it, mm. how, how things are done. So that's in test knitting right now, not by me. Mm. Um, actually did not get into that one, bummer. Um, but I am working on the leaf yoke sweater, which, you know, when I started this, it was nice and cold and it seemed like a great idea. <laughs> oh yeah. Sweater. Okay. I'm a little I am disappointed with the color because peach stone looked in, in their picture has a little more peach to it. In reality, it's really just beige. And I wasn't thinking a peach stone is a peach pit. <laughs> But that's but, not very poetic. Here's your color, peach pit. That's right. I bet it's really fun. It's all um, double, uh, like front toast double crochets and a really cool lacy leaf pattern. It's very pretty. Two rounds back and forth where you go around and then you go back and forth, you know, kind of rows, but kind of rounds. And now I just started, I was a lot farther than I found that I made a mistake on the last row. I just started the ribbing that is a, it's attached as you go. Mm -hmm. I'm used to crochet ribbing being front post, back post, but that's not this. This is all half double crochet through the front third loop. Mm -hmm. You know, or, I've done um, that with like a hat brim before. Same. Yeah. And I had gotten like a third of the way, and then I realized that the patterning changed on the bottom, that somehow I had stopped with the patterning, switched to the crossing stitches, and then went back to the patterning, thus proving I should not be doing this after midnight. <laughs> yeah, that's so, probably a good rule of thumb. Yeah, but I love—I do love the yarn. It's linen quill, but in the worsted Ooh. from Pearl Soho. So, nice. um, and then I was—oh, I was crocheting a basket with fabric that I'd cut into long strips. Mm -hmm. And you know, working with cotton fabric as yarn is kind of hard on the hands. But yeah. then, but then when I went to this and it was so soft and squishy, it was like it's like a spa therapy for my fingers. <laughs> Yeah, that's we've, all. We've all been handling a lot of cotton lately, and my hands have been uh, needing. Start feeling it. I feel like I've got claw fingers. Yeah, my nails are wrecked. I was trying to grow them out, and then I just had to give up and clip them all back. Well, you're not alone. It's it, after the uh, after everything goes back to normal. Manny's and petties are going to be the thing. <laughs> that's why I'm glad I taught myself to do it myself, so that I'm can keep up with it. <laughs> As best as I can. Yep. 
I also cut my own hair, so <laughs> turned out great. I almost like drove in front of my the hair. I don't like really have a hairdresser, but I have a guy I went to twice in a row now. That's your hairdresser. That's, That's your hairdresser. Too. The salon he was at, at um, on Main Street closed like you know months ago, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know where he'd gone. So I almost like drove up on the sidewalk to like stop and say, <laughs> "Hey, um, where are you now?" <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, um, I had an appointment at April on April, you know, mid April. And then I, or actually I had it earlier than back in March and I had to postpone it to April thinking that we'd be ready to go out and about, but I'm not canceling. I'm just postponing because I want my We're spot. Get back in. I want my spot. If I wait, it's, I'm going to have to wait even longer. Like you said, yeah. to get in. So it's like holding my spot. So has anybody finished anything good? I have finished anything bad. (laughs) Not this time. Nothing bad. Uh, (laughs) I have finished that, which I was working on last time, probably my first scrapper Cardi. Yeah. Oh, I love those colors. Oh, that's a great sweater calling it my Kevin Bacon sweater because I had our yarn yep. and I had a honey girl to go with it. And I had this black cat fibers that was called Lucifer. So how many degrees did it separate? Yeah. And I, well, one, two, it really only took three to get them all to coordinate and have enough yardage. I did need to use up our last purchasable uh, DK because yeah. it, I needed more, maybe more of the body. Yeah. It would, it would have ended mm-hmm. like up here. Mm-hmm. Up here. <laughs> um, so I'm so happy with it. And then that means that our color was a lot more prominent. Yeah. So much. So this sweater fits great. I adore it. Um, I'm just changing the sleeves a little bit on this next go. And um, one of the reasons that I was so motivated to pick up simpler sinister again is so i'm going to make that red one i showed you but i have some yarn what um, what did you say it's called scrapper Cardi is what i'm working on oh i thought you said something sinister that's the, the cat sweater yeah is oh sinister. that's right one of the reasons i picked that up is that i want the leftover green because i'm also going to make a green scrapper Cardi. so well that's actually a good plan it's like it's a good motivator to finish one project so you can have the leftover yarn yep so um that is the one netting project i finish i am also a lot (laughs) you know it's more than i finished it's a big sweater so yeah i'm Uh, either sleeping or staying up really working on math yep yeah i have finished a lot of math oh my goodness (laughs) <laughs> but, um, I knit and finished because I wanted something quick and easy. Um, I made a tank, like crop top tank for my niece. That's mm-hmm. so she is four, soon to be five. And I thought it was going to be like almost more like a crop, but I saw a picture of her wearing it today and it was like a full on tank top. So it's not actually cropped, but that's the picture It'll that be- I don't have it. With she'll grow it. into it. And as she grows, it'll become a crop tank. Yeah. It's very stretchy. So she will be able to wear it for a while. But um, the pattern is 
My Little Secret Crop by Jesse Martinson, um, which I was knitting for myself. I think last time we recorded, I was working on that. That, that has gone by the wayside. I haven't touched that. But I started a tiny one for my niece. So I made the smallest size, which was an extra small because it's only in adult sizes. So I made the smallest size and I went down a couple needle sizes and just kind of went for it. Nice. It turned out really cute and it fits her. So because when it came off the needles, it was like this big. And I held it up to my mom to show her. I was like, do you think that Amron will fit in this? And she was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, it's stretchy. It's fine. <laughs> but it does fit her. So that's good. Um, that's like when you're working on something and sometimes people have walked by my work, um, at the big table and said, Oh, is that for your daughter? Yeah. No. <laughs> it stretches. Yeah. A lot. When something's on the needle, it's hard to, or freshly off. Yeah. But this doesn't yeah. look like it's going to fit over my butt, but I assume it will. <laughs> I trust that it will. First one, trust the pattern for a second. It's ribbing. Yeah, it's ribbing. Exactly. So that's all I finished. That's what we finished. What have you finished, Karen? Okay, so I was wrong about being on Sleeve Island with Gramps Revised because I realized I blocked it. Yeah, you're done. I was going to say, I saw a picture of it blocked with two sleeves. Yeah, I did block it. Yeah. I blocked it, and I finished Scotch Broom, which is a really cute, uh, it, um, it's meant to be cropped, but you can easily adjust it. If you're familiar with, it's a knit pattern, but it mimics, it's a, it's a stitch that has been engineered from crochet to knit. Um, really fun to do. It's just two, two pieces for the top to the armhole and then you join them and go around to the bottom and do ribbing. Done. All you have is two short sleeves at the shoulder. I gotta make one of those. I love that pattern. No finishing because it's all finished. I mean the, the sleeves get finished as you go. It's you don't have to pick up anything, any stitches because it's top down and it starts with an I-cord cast on so it has a really nice neckline. And the neck can be as wide or as narrow as you want because it's all in how you seam it. Is it and fingering that was, weight? Huh? It's fingering weight? Fingering. Mm -hmm. And I did it with the linen quill. Nice. Fingering. Um, and a nice warm... <laughs> I see that. <laughs> you didn't see me drop my cookie? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> I'm go pick it up off the floor. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I finished a mini quilt. Because, you know, I was thinking we were going to, I was rushing to get this stuff done because I thought class samples, <laughs> you know, and they will be. So, hey, when we have classes, You're other type prepared. of class, I am going to be so prepared. You know, um, like I said um, days, not weeks today. I didn't get to listen to the, what does that really mean? Like, is it 28 days? Is it 14 days? It's less than a month. So, I mean, I guess that counts. Well, I didn't hear what day it was yeah but uh that that I'm trying to think what else working on oh and masks forever yep for whatever reason my first set of masks took me weeks and weeks to finish because i didn't have i'd start off with, and i didn't have this material or that material and it's because of doing it with the studio that i'm like cranking that one out <laughs> yeah it should not take so long to to do this so <clears throat> hey that's all that's done pretty good yeah that, okay. that's a couple sweaters so yeah. <laughs> yeah i would say that's pretty good yeah 
Well, we talked about what our topic for today was going to be, and I thought we would try and stick with something kind of light and fun, because this idea sounded fun to me. Also, if you are stuck at home like everybody else, you might be listening to this in the future and being able to go outside, and I'm very jealous of you. So if you're able to go eat dinner at a restaurant and go to a movie, like, I hope you appreciate it. Movies? <laughs> what is this word, movies, that you I say? Don't, I don't hardly even remember. I my, really movies like my movies come out of a tiny little box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but if you are stuck at home still, if you're listening to this, you know, relatively soon after we release it, we figured maybe you could use some movie suggestions. So we're going to talk about our favorite movies of all time. I think we each came up with at least three, our top three favorites. We might have a couple honorable mentions. I think I came up, I have a list of 10, but I'm not going to go through all of them. But <laughs> Um, Question: Does a series do. count as one? A series is not a movie. All part of one continuous story arc. Oh, all I chose one movie to represent a series. Okay, good to know. Not do that. Huh? Um, I did not do any movie series. Huh? Okay then. Um, so we can do five. Do you guys each have five? We could do three. I do have five, but. I have a sneaking suspicion that there's going to be overlap somewhere. That's true. So let's start with number five then. I love the movie Hidden Figures. Ooh. Okay. Okay. It's brilliant women. Show, um, it's science. It's empowerment. You know. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's also history. So I, I love Hidden Figures. I only saw that once, but I should see it again because I remember really, really liking it in the when I saw it the first time. And Janelle Monet is in it, and she is so cool. I love her, and she's really good in it. So now I'm, I want to watch it again. The whole cast was killer. Such a strong oh, yeah. cast. Every, mm -hmm. I mean, so many women in that cast are strong, and even some of the men, you, though you kind of didn't like them, they were so good at what they did at making you not like them. <laughs> yeah, that is representing their time. Is it Kevin Costner? He's the dude in that? Yeah. 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 I like I, I, that, okay, so I forgot about him. So I like the movie, except for him. But I mean, because he's just sort of, I know he's local to Ventura, but he's just sort of meh. All his movies are kind of, his acting to me is sort of one note. I'm not a big fan of his, but I'd have to say that Hidden Figures, he actually like. Yeah. Did. I think okay. he kind of came he out, he, he kind of broke his mold a little bit there. Uh, yeah, I would agree that. A lot of actors are just like showing up to do themselves in a situation. <laughs> yeah. Like <coughs> Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Costner is, I feel like he's one of those actors that's really good when he tries, but most of the time he's just kind of being Kevin Costner, you know? Yeah. Um, my fifth position is The Shining. <gasps> nice. My first, like, serious horror movie that I watched. Um, we'd go to one girl, one girl invited every kid to um, her birthday party, um, all the boys and girls, and then all the girls got to stay for a sleepover. Uh -huh. Her parents let her rent one, you know, fun teeny bopper movie and one rated R movie. Ooh. One year she rented Candyman and The Shining, and we watched those both on the same night. That's a lot. Candyman is just not as good of a movie. <laughs> But it did make me scream out loud. <laughs> yeah. But the shining is 
a real piece of work. And um, well, you know, everybody's performance is intense in that, and it's such a terrifying premise. Um, I I like the mini series one too, but I mean, okay. So have you seen the mini series one? Yeah, I'm gonna read it too. I I bought the book recently, and I I'm gonna read it soon. You know, that would be an interesting book for the book thing because I've never read it. I've and read I do it think, and I like psychological thriller. See, it's horror, but it's also psychological thriller. Well, see, I think most Stephen King books are not pure. They're yeah. rarely pure horror. They're more like looking at the psyche and the messing with your brain. I've yeah. never read any Stephen King, so I would be into that. I haven't read a lot. Like I read Dolores Claiborne and a couple other things when I was a kid. And um, what was that? What was that movie? Mer was no. What was the movie with Kathy Bates where she was the crazy nurse? Oh, Misery. I just watched that the other Misery. night. Misery. That would Washington be a good, was that Stephen King? Uh -huh. That would be a good book to read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll put The Shining in my pot. It's <laughs> a big read. book. It's not, it, of his books though, it's, it's bite size. Okay. It, it's like <laughs> three or 400 pages. Um, I read the book that he and his son wrote together last year and it like, literally took me a year which is a little embarrassing <laughs> but there was no time limit and it was very long yeah. um he's funny to listen to though i almost think he's more interesting just to talk to as a writer or his book on writing is one of my favorite books right. hmm. the shining is in number five you can rent or buy it on amazon nice i wanted to before we go farther because we should have done this at the beginning i wanted to talk about like how we chose our favorite movies like if you're choose like i was thinking about like I didn't necessarily choose movies that like I like that I think are the best movies. It's just that they yeah. like mean something to me or I really mm -hmm. like it for whatever reason. Or it was like important at a certain time of your life that it like makes an impact on you, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to think of like, especially like ranking them. I came up with like, I just threw movies on my list and then I was like, well, how am I gonna like sort these out? That was a hard part for me, but. Oh, it's how I rate my children. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow it could be completely different. <laughs> um, I, I went through my Amazon list for of digital movies that I actually liked enough to buy. Mm. And that, after buying them, I wanted to still see them again and again. That's I stood in front of our wall of DVDs and mm -hmm. looked around for a while. So I, finding the movies... That, go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah. Finding the... I, going with the movies that you you know you've seen over and over but you still want to see them even yeah. though you know the lines you know what's coming up nothing's ruined these are all movies that i could watch every bit of it anytime so i can oh. come in at any point in any of these movies and be entertained yep watch them innumerable times which truly on two of them i have maybe three of them i have watched innumerable times <laughs> i couldn't even guess how many times i've seen them i think all but the all but number five i've watched new like over and over again yeah these are all movies that i could watch anybody could be like you want to watch this in any time i'd be like yes i do mm -hmm. yes i do want to watch that the answer would always be yes yep. there's some like there were movies i considered for the list but it's like there have been times that they've come on and i'm like no yeah you got to be up for it whenever yeah um all number, right number five my number five is true grit the recent one the coen brothers version Oh, good. Um, number one because I love Jeff Bridges. <laughs> um, <laughs> number two, the I mean the first the original one with John Wayne is like I know it's a classic. Sure, the um the recent one is like almost word for word 
from the book. And if you haven't read the book, you should, because it's like this big, like it'll take you no time. And it's really good. I'm writing that down. Um, I can't, I, I couldn't tell you who wrote it because I don't remember, but. Um, I think it's Louis L'Amour, but just because he's like a popular Western style writer. Yeah, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I could Google it. I have my phone in front of me. But um, the girl in it, Haley Steinfeld, is so good. And she's somewhat, she's somewhat local to us. I think she's from Thousand Oaks or something. Oh. I remember reading that as a fun fact when the movie came out, but she's really, really great in it. And Matt Damon is in it and he's hilarious. It's one of those, it's a, <laughs> if you like a Coen Brothers movie, this is like one of the most palatable Coen Brothers. I have two Coen Brothers movies on my list, but it's like funny without being too like over the top. And it's also like not trying to be funny. Like the characters and just like the way they interact are really, it's very entertaining. That's like, um, God, what was that? I mean, maybe what other movies would would be the Coen Brothers? Uh, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, I love that one. I'm not going to say another one because it's my number one favorite movie. But okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. All right. Number four. Okay. Yeah. Who? You. Me? Number four is uh, Metropolis by Fritz Lang. It's a silent film and it's been made several times. It, the original silent film, my favorite version is where the film has been digitally cleaned up and they put modern music to it. But mm -hmm. it's still a silent film where you get the words, there's not dialogue. Um, I kind of have a very, my, my, my list is all like kind of dystopian, post-apocalyptic kind of, <laughs> you know, yeah. I have a theme, it's my thing. Um, <laughs> but I love the visual representation that happens with Fritz Lang. I even have an old, old DVD of it that's, uh, you know, we got like 30 years ago when DVDs were new. Because um, it's, it, it's not something you get very often, but um, I know they did a remake, but I really think it, you got to watch the one by Fritz Lang because it's his original vision. And when you're watching a silent film, it, it's the the visual has to tell the story because you don't get much dialogue even in writing yeah so it's really really good all right my number four is young frankenstein <gasps> i was yes! talking to that my dad about that movie today and we were like we should watch young frankenstein today <laughs> anytime anytime Fraulein, what's your name blucher <laughs> <laughs> Good setup. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good movie. Who's <laughs> so good? Hey, if you ever get a chance to see the musical of what? Abby Normal. My Abby friend. Normal. If you ever get to see the the musical of that, it's just as entertaining. Ooh, High, High Street Center for the Arts did it a few years ago, um, but I'm sure it, it's around other places. That movie is perfect at any point. Yeah. Everybody in there. I mean, Cloris Leachman. I love her. She's so funny in that movie. <laughs> is she better be protected right now? You know, <laughs> there's Terry Gar. When everyone was so young, uh, Gene Wilder. Um, and I don't I love know that, everything Gene Wilder did, but oh, he shines so in this movie. I love so good. I love that movie. Uh, well, the guy with the eyes. His name was Marty. Some Marty Feldman. Yeah. Yeah. Igor. Love it, love it, love it, love it. We quote that movie a lot yeah. around my house. Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
It's a winner. It's really good. Yep. Okay. Number four for Katie. My number four is the movie that represents the whole series. So mine is The Force Awakens, and that's going to represent my love of Star Wars. Because it, would, it was hard to pick one Star Wars movie. But I, no, will, I didn't pick one. I, I will, picked the whole series. Yeah. I will defend why I chose The Force Awakens. Because when I saw the original trilogy, I was a little bit older. Like, I was, like, a teenager. Like, it wasn't a movie that we, I grew up with as a kid or anything. Mm-mm. But I got really, really into it when James and I first started dating. And then we watched them all the time. Like, I've seen, we'd seen them all. But then when the new movies were coming out, whenever 2000 and whatever year it was that those came out. Yeah, the remastered out. ones. 99 for episode well, yeah, one. Those, we don't, I'm, I'm not counting those. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm willing to agree with three ninths of your <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm not counting from 99 either. <laughs> no. Um, whenever the new trilogy came out, um, that was like... I was telling James, it's like, I wish I was a kid back in like the, in 1977 or whatever, who didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Like, I want to experience that. I wanted to be, so when the new movies came out, I was like, I'm not watching any trailers. I'm not going to look at any promotions. I don't want to know absolutely anything about these movies. And that was like the most fun movie experience, like going to the movies I ever had was going to see Force Awakens, like completely blind, not knowing anything. It was so great. I can really appreciate that because that is how I felt in 1999, mm-hmm. um, even if one through three is, because <clears throat> um, that was that, that was that excitement because I'm a kid whose brother, older brother and sister were old enough to see it in the theater. Karen might've been wanting to say she got to see it in the theater. This Star Wars was the best babysitter because our parents would drop us off every weekend and it was, it became bragging rights. Well, I saw it 10 times. Well, I saw it 12 times. I mean, because it stayed in the theater over and over again. Um, yeah, yeah, that was it was pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, because you didn't know, especially when in the original one, when A New Hope. You didn't, you couldn't tell. Nowadays, we can see, though, yeah, those were models and how oh, he made it. But it, but the special effects for those, its time were, like... They're still really genius. impressive. The practical effects in those movies is... Yeah. Unparalleled. And to think that uh, the, the Death Star was deconstructed from multiple boxes of a car, you know, like the model cars that you would put together? They're all different parts, including the little bits of plastic that you break off and throw away. They used every bit of it to create a texture on the Death Star surface. So yeah, my big brother and big sister had seen it, seen them all since they began in the theater. And then we, it was out on VHS and VHS was fresh and new and we watched it a million mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And I, I never remember a time when I didn't know the facts. Of- yeah, I wish I didn't know that at one point, but I always knew, you know. I ruined it for someone though. <laughs> oh no! Standing around at lunch, getting excited because this was our senior, my senior year of high school. It was slated to come out the like the Friday, Thursday after AP tests were completely done. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're standing around getting excited about it, and this girl who all her siblings were close to her age, so I think she had one older brother, one younger brother, and they had just never seen it. And I was saying exactly what you just said, like, oh, I wish, you know, I've never known that Luke and Leia were, you know, bro- 
I always knew that they were brother and sister, and I always knew that Darth was their dad. Da, da, da. And she's like, I didn't know any of those things. Oh, no! You just oh, re- gosh. <laughs> yeah. I don't really believe in spoilers, but that's definitely a spoiler. Dude, those movies had already been out for, like, they, years. They had plenty okay. of time. <laughs> My youngest son was almost disowned because he kept falling asleep in the movies. And he was, he's not, he's not a star, he's just now as a young, young adult, a Star Wars fan. But it's like, we're crazy about, about Star Wars stuff. We, we've collected the action figures for like 23 years. I, I mean, I, I represent the female characters. I have all the different uh, Leia's and Queen Amidala. I have a Queen Amidala doll that's like this big on a stand. <laughs> well, because, you know, we still have a lot of the action figures still in packages but most of the time we want we want the the value is in playing with them and getting joy from but oh, yeah. you know yeah um, like here's your here's your toy don't take it out of the package enjoy <laughs> i love star wars but i have other sci-fi that rates above it for me <laughs> yeah star wars is just like one of those things that's like real important to me mostly just because it like james and i bonded over it when we first started dating and we would play Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, like, every night. Our friend Andrew would come over, we'd, like, walk to the grocery store and pick up, like, snacks and stuff, walk back to the house and play Star Wars Trivial Pursuit every night. And I remember one night being so excited because I actually beat James, which was, like, <laughs> bragging rights forever because he grew up with those movies, knows everything. But, yeah. I remember thinking that Kevin and James should play each other because they're... Yeah the same um i tried for (laughs) this brings up a memory for kevin and i he had the star wars card game which they have again tried to bring back disney tried to bring it back yeah i have i still have like 500 600 of those cards i stink at that game i've never played it my little brother had it and so i was like oh he doesn't know how to play i can ask kevin and pretend like i'm interested in it and ask kevin to teach me how to play it and he didn't understand that I did not want to learn that game. <laughs> yeah. Super dumb. Like really sincerely try and teach you the game. Like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> There's uh-huh. another complicated part of that story, but it's not important for right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So we've all done our number four. So Karen, yeah. three. Uh, number three is the Di- Divergent uh, series. Mm. It must be a trilogy, but I it they did. I hate when they break the last book into two movies. They yeah. really didn't need to. Um, but I watched the movie over and over again. I love seeing the modern architecture in a decayed state. You know when they show. Um, I don't know. Lake Michigan is. What's the lake that Chicago is on? No, I think it's on Michigan. Yeah, we see like Michigan completely dried out and uh, become prairie, huh. you know, and uh, and the different. It, I love the the, it, the whole the social experiment of it all. I found the premise interesting. I could never get into like I tried to get into the books because I wanted to read the books before seeing the movie, and I didn't uh-huh. get that boundary. Would you say like see the movie, skip the books? I would say the the, the movies are good value on their own. You don't have to read the books to enjoy the, the movies. Um, and the movies do offer something visual in a different layer that the, you don't, like when you, there's places where, um, well, you'll, you'll see, you should see it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any of them. 
yeah, there, I, I, there, there's some of my favorites. Obviously, What's the, but what in the this series, give me like a twenty-second premise. <laughs> okay, um, war has happened, and um, social. They've they've brought put um, every, grouped down all the peoples into different factions based on their natural um, gifting or intelligence. Mm-hmm. There's one faction that's the military. They're forceful. They're they're more. They're the defenders. There's people that only are logic-based. They have no <laughs> compassion, but they're great for making rules. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other people that are only compassion, and they're the hippies that grow the food out, out <laughs> in the food. There's, <laughs> there's people that are super, super honest, and they're somewhere in between. And then anyone who doesn't fit in those factions gets kicked out and are, are the homeless people. Oh. You know? And everything's within a wall. You can because there's a story that anything beyond the wall is all dead and dormant. And this is the only way to maintain civilization is to maintain people in factions. Mm-hmm. When you, a child comes to a certain age, they they have to choose which faction to go through. And there's there's pressure because they go through a testing that tells them what their giftings are. And if you if if you're if you're not gifted into your family's faction. And you choose something, there's like a disloyal. Because once you go to a faction that's different from your family, they're dead to you. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember them coming out, and I remembered vaguely it was something like sorting people into groups, but I couldn't remember. And then there's the divergent. Those are the people that cannot be classified, that, that don't fit in one faction, but fit in multiple factions. And because of that, they're a danger to the order of society because they don't fit in their box. It was pretty interesting, the social structuring. Mm -hmm. Um, My number three is uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I love that movie. There's so many many lines you can quote from those. I can, I can't, it's sort of like prayer when I am raised Catholic and if I go to church, I can do all the responses. I can't necessarily do it out of context, but if you turn that movie on at any point, I can do it verbatim. I have an unpopular opinion about that movie. I I know, (laughs) but I shared my opinions about (laughs) it. But I I know, I understand people like love those movies, so I get it. Um, We used to do it in cross country in high school. We would, we would recite it from start to finish. And um, I had one friend who was like, it's much funnier. Like, I don't like this movie at all. It's much funnier to just watch you guys. That's what, that's what James was saying. It's like, that movie's funnier when you're remembering it than it is when you're watching it. Like, it's more fun to talk about it with your friends and, like, say all yeah. the lines. It's funnier that way. Yeah. It's not a question of weight ratio, of where he grips it. It's a question of weight ratios. A three-ounce sparrow couldn't possibly carry a two-pound coconut. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a low threshold for British humor. <laughs> <laughs> no, you might have a high threshold. Hey, I don't know which way it goes. <laughs> I am in. As soon as you're <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> um, the one we like to do is the questions at the bridge. That that comes up in casual, like... What is your quest? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, the, the, these are all... The Nights of St. Nier are so funny. <laughs> these are all movies that probably come from the same part of my childhood. <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say. 
I would say I like every one of these I'm going to give you, I was exposed to anywhere between eight and 15. They yeah. made an impact on you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so Monty Python and the search for the Holy Grail. I've, I've never really enjoyed any of the others as much as that too. I mean, I like the flying circus. and those. There's episodes. a reason why that one's the most popular. I like the meaning of life. Um, there's various scenes in the meaning of life that I enjoy. I've never seen uh, life of Brian. My family seems to love that one a lot. Yeah. Um, but I like the meaning of life where they go through different, you know, yeah. the Catholic comes home, man comes home and he, says well have to sell a bunch of you to the medical me medical experiments <laughs> can't afford you i want to take this moment to debut my new mug is it really <laughs> backwards and <laughs> mug i've ever seen in my life. <laughs> i am um... that is so that is so you it took me a lot of speculating on whether or not i should buy it several several times to target before i was like that's the last one. I better get it. You needed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's my number three. Katie. My number three is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Ooh. I was thinking about my list. I haven't seen that one. I wanted to, though. I was thinking about my list in terms of um, directors, and I had to put a Wes Anderson movie on my list because I love Wes Anderson a lot. And... Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel is, it's probably not on, like, the list of, like, his best movies. Like, it's probably not, like, the number one. Oh. But I love Ray Fiennes, and he's so good in that movie. Um, and Sir is it Saoirse Ronan? I think Saoirse Ronan is in it. Um, yeah. Um, but it's just so good. And it's got, like, if you, if you like, um, Wes Anderson movies it's got like cameos of all of he's one of those like Bill Murray's in all of his movies he has a small cameo which is palatable because Bill too much Bill Murray is too much Bill Murray yeah um so there's just a little bit of Bill Murray in it um that's why like the life aquatic um is not my favorite because it's too much Bill Murray but um the Grand Budapest is amazing it I like makes the me and mom's best I think yeah yeah that's still that's too much um too much Bill Murray. okay yeah. He <laughs> walks around like in the back of a scene i'm like that's perfect stop right there that's all i need <laughs> um i like wes anderson because i was listening to somebody else talk about movies and they were saying that a, like a negative that they thought is you never forget you're watching a movie when you're watching a wes anderson movie mm. it's not like you get pulled into it but i like to think uh -oh. it's kind of like a play like you know he's like presenting you a story you're not yeah. gonna get lost into this world which i like because it's like i find it more entertaining because it's like you feel like you're being entertained yeah all of the scenery and all the set dressing and I everything. creating very much i think he has like a really interesting way to create worlds he has a very distinct style um but that movie is so good. If you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. It's my favorite. Well, it's not my favorite, but yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if I've seen it, so I'm gonna have to revisit it. It's um, set in like Budapest. Well, yeah, no, I was trying to think <laughs> of, like the um, the era, but I can't. I couldn't oh. pick a date off the top of my head. But um, it'll make you want to travel to Europe and it's it's also really funny like he he's he does a good job of like pulling comedy out of actors that you don't think are that funny like i wouldn't think of ray fines as like a funny actor but he's so funny in that movie 
Um, he's fabulous. I love it. Very refreshing because no, you don't think of him. You think of him as like I, I'm the serious brother and he's Voldemort. Now, <laughs> yeah, he's the what? He's Voldemort? the brother of the fine brothers. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Mom's coming home soon. Did you do your chores? Yeah. Oh, but he's so good. The narc. <laughs> narc. Okay. No, the enforcer. I'm like comparing him to my eldest child. <laughs> Well, he's okay. Yeah. So we've number two. Yeah. Okay. I did switcheroo. Number one became number two. My previous number, one of my previous ones I hadn't said yet, got kicked off the list because I remembered it a better number one. So okay. keeping that in mind, uh, number two is the Hunger Game series. Mm. I kind of got a feeling that was going to be on your list. It didn't yeah, I started I watching it. Uh, well, because on Freeform, they've got it, but I'm like, why am I watching it with commercials? I own this. Yeah. <laughs> I own the digital of this because it's, I've, I've watched them over and over and over again. And what happens is you get so caught, I realized I'd forgotten the first movie. All the scenes I could remember in my head, I realized, no, 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 that's not in the first movie. That's in the second movie. And all this, ha all this stuff that happens in the third movie was because of the first. So watching them again, this kind of reorder uh the act the things is good for me anyway i think i like the i love those movies i think they are very good out of those ones you benefit better from the book first yeah but i love the books like a thousand yeah. times over um uh, was that veronica roth it's susan yeah. collins i think oh veronica roth is the divergent yeah, I think Honor. that's right. Okay. Yeah, The Hunger Games, I, that one I actually do like the books better. Slightly better. There's just more richness and detail that didn't come out in the movie. Great movies, though. And those yeah. were fun because my son was an age that we kind of, like, connected on them. And so we would mm -hmm. go to the movies and see each one together. And that's, I don't think we really have a bond on anything else like that for that, for that age for him. Um, he was, like, an eighth grader. And it was something fun we got to bond over. Um, I remember in the books, when you get to a certain point in the second book, I was like, that, no, not again. And I closed it. <laughs> and I put it down for a long time. <laughs> you get just as angry as the characters. Yeah. <laughs> but the character, I love that when the characters are about to go back in, you know, their, their last night before they go back into the games, how they're like, no, no, we're not going to shine and be pretty puppets for you. We're mad. We, we did our part. You know, it, you promised to leave us alone, and here we are. <laughs> that might be the best role I've ever seen Woody Harrelson in. Um, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Because I really wasn't a Woody Harrelson fan before that. But oh, I really, geez. that made me. <laughs> what? You can't not love the Cheers, Woody. <laughs> well, Cheers Woody, but when he went, when he broke out of Cheers, he was not Cheers Woody anymore. <laughs> and I understand. He doesn't want to be typecast, you know. Um, that's why it was great for this role. I do think the kid who played Peta, Josh, whatever, uh -huh. like he, he did a good job, but that is not the way that I pictured Peta to no. be. And I realized that when I was thinking of actors to play Peta, I was thinking of my contemporary. <laughs> oh, like ginger actors or light, you know, light blonde actors who are big and kind of buff and manly who are totally my contemporary. And yeah, there's a part where she says, "Go throw that 
that you know 50 pound sour yeah i'm thinking they, they never actually show him actually trying to throw it <laughs> so, so you only see him after he's in this position you never see him hoisted on the shoulder because that act is too small to truly do that yeah um so the I will always feel forever cheated, you know, like when you um, find out that you should have um, seen a, one actor portray a character that didn't get cast. Evan yeah. Peters apparently was up for the role of Peter. Uh, Peter? Who was? Evan Peter. Yeah, Evan Peters from oh. American Horror Story, and, and um, he plays uh, Quicksilver in the X-Men, the new class X-Men. I can see him in that role. Oh, he'd be so much better. At least he's like the right dimensions to play. But I don't know if he would have the same believable chemistry, not chemistry with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what the killer was. Um, but I like Evan Peters and I would have liked that much better. So, Okay, so who else is, has a number two? My number two is Labyrinth. Yes. My um we actually wore out a DVD. <laughs> of, uh, D, I'm sorry, we wore out a VHS of that movie. Uh-huh. Um my sister was really fascinated with it and I remember I was sneaking to watch it cuz the beginning's kind of scary and my mom thought it was too scary for me. I think I was 5 or 6 when it was new. Mm. And I would like sneak around the corner to watch it and eventually I would just like quietly creep into the room. But didn't you like the gates that opened up that were all like hands? No, I hate that part. <laughs> so creepy. Um, I love that part. Uh, but I, I do love the whole, everything about that movie. Um, David Bowie's music, his performance. My mm -hmm. huge yep. David Bowie fan. And so, of course, she like ate that up like a drug. And um, I, I love the Jim Henson puppetry, the imaginary world. And my, my, my mom didn't love that my big sister liked that movie so much because she sort of treated, she kind of had that love hate when I was a baby because she's 12 years older than me. Mm -hmm. um, but I love everything about that movie. Um, my sister and I went to a, um, in LA every year, there's a labyrinth themed ball. Yeah. That would be fun. Very fun. Um, people do cosplay of not just Labyrinth, but of that same kind of like fairy imaginary world. And it's amazing. My, I made a really fun costume and it was like peasant wear compared to <laughs> what people were wearing. It was an amazing experience. We've tried to go in the past, um, like after, years after, and it hasn't really worked out with our schedules, but it's amazing. So Labyrinth. Fun fact. The Dark Crystal fan. I, yeah, same kind of world. Yeah. Just I've just gotten in the Dark Crystal with the um, prequel stuff that came out this year. The Netflix series is yeah. really good. It's amazing. It's really good. It's really good. And it sounds like there's going to have more more seasons of it. So I, I am we're totally looking forward to that. That I mean that was very um, like talk about disappearing into a world when you're mm -hmm. watching something. <laughs> I, I felt very immersed in in the Dark Crystal series yeah. that just came out. Um, and the bad guys are real bad. They're real scary. They're real creepy. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> Katie, I was gonna say the fun one last thing about Labyrinth. Mm 
-hmm. I always, I always do imitations of the junk lady, the woman who, the kind of. Every kinda, time I walk from here to my car, I'm the junk lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, oh, here, here's your little poopy bear. You love your poopy bear. Take it. Here, don't you love your poopy bear? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the actress who plays her is named Karen. Oh. I'm kind of channeling the junk lady right now with the headband. <laughs> Uh, Katie. uh my number two is jurassic park ah. that's the movie like all of these i could watch anytime but i literally could put jurassic park on at any point in the movie and be happy to watch the, the original the first one yeah. yeah it's like it's like the perfect I, it doesn't make any sense but it's like the perfect like background movie for me to like do other things because i've seen oh, it totally so many times like, I know exactly what's going to happen, so if I miss anything, I'm not upset because I've already seen it a thousand yeah. times. But Laura Dern is so good, and I love Sam Neill so much. Um, if you don't follow Sam Neill on Instagram right now, he's, like, living his best life making wine in New Zealand with oh, his, wow. like, pigs and sheep, and it's, like, some quality content, so you gotta follow Sam Neill on Instagram. I am not a huge Sam Neill fan, but I find that every time I encounter him that I really enjoy his performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you watch Peaky Blinders then? No, I haven't. I like it. First two seasons, he plays the ultimate adversary. You gotta. He's in this movie called, um, hey, let's not be wrong. But... Yeah. He's in this, uh, Sam Neill's in this movie called Hunt for the Wilder People, which is like one of my honorable mentions. Ah. Watch it. It's directed by Taika Waititi. What? Um, it's directed by Taika Waititi. Okay. okay. I just really want to hear you say that again because yeah. it's funny. <laughs> um, the Jojo Rabbit guy, right? Yes. Um, he played. He directed and he played Hitler and Jojo Rabbit. But Sam Neill is in Hunt for the Wilder People, and it is so good. But Jurassic Park is just one of those movies that I've seen so many times, and it's James always says, like, it's, like, the perfect movie. It's, like, his definition of, like, a perfect movie. Because it's, like, Spielberg at his finest. It's so good. I want to know what happened to those kids. Because the kids who acted in that were amazing. Okay. I mean, that girl is... The dude, the girl Lexi is in... Before she was in Jurassic Park, she was in Tremors. Um, and I, I know, that was another honorable mention for me. Uh, but the guy I, actually, I actually do like that. That for for late night horror film when you can't oh, sleep. So Tremors is it. We're gonna make a um. I want to come back and, and tell you my like summer must watch movie list. Okay. Later. <laughs> We're done with this okay. Tim, the kid in Jurassic Park. Tim. I didn't ever see him in anything until we watched Bohemian Rhapsody, and he plays um, John Deacon. And oh. I was watching the movie, I'm like, who is that guy? And I was like, it like snapped in my brain that it was Tim, and then I couldn't stop laughing because it looks exactly, he looks like a child, but just like longer and taller. He looks exactly the same, but yeah, but he's. To watch for that. What was uh, the show that you said that Lexi is in? She was the in girl? Tremors. I still didn't hear you. She was in Tremors. Oh, oh, just Tremors? I don't she know. I haven't looked up her IMDb to see what else she's in. I was looking at it when we watched it last, and I didn't think that, um, and so I might have watched it before Bohemian Rhapsody. I I was surprised to find that I didn't think the kids really did anything after. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up yeah. right now because now I'm curious. Um, let me see. Yeah, I don't think they did a whole lot after, except that um, 
what's his name? The kid, Joseph Mazzello, that's his name, um, was in Bohemian Rhapsody. So now I'm looking at Ariana Richards. She was in Tremors. She was in... Oh, that, that was her name, Ariana Richards. She was in Jurassic Park and the second one. And, like, it looks like a lot of terrible B-movies after that. <laughs> oh, that's a shame because she was so compelling in the first one. Yeah. Perfect. Really well-done kid actors. Mm-hmm. A lot of times kids in movies are, like, real obnoxious, but those kids are... I mean, they're obnoxious, but they're not that bad. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're, like, in the I'm going on a weekend with my grandpa, you know? Yep. Like, they, they personified what they were supposed to be doing perfectly. They're very realistic kids, I think. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, Steven Spielberg directs kids really well. Yes, he um, does. Well, he, you know, he came up with the Animaniacs, so there you go. <laughs> Animaniacs. I know, it's stuck in your head. Thanks a lot. I don't see the, the brain that you were talking about with Sam Neill. What was that? The Hunt for the, what, the Hunt for the Wilder People? Hunt for the Wilder People. I think it's on Hulu. All right, I got. I'll look on Hulu at home. Oh, I found it. All right, Hunt. It's real Wilder. good. It's 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 one of those movies I like. Really like. Yes, I saw. Like I watched the trailer for this and it looked great, and I just never got back to it. I like like a semi weird movie that's like, like a movie that's really gonna catch me has got to be like weird in like a specific way, and that movie's a perfect example. I really like Taika Waititi because he also directed. Thor Ragnarok, and is my one of my honorable mentions. It's actually the only Thor movie I really like. It's the best one. It's the best, yeah. in my opinion, it's the best Marvel movie. It's so good. But, yeah, um, I'm an Ant-Man fan, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but none of that made my list, so. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any on my list. Um, yeah, okay. That's my number two, Jurassic Park. Very nice. Um, did you see Corey Kingsley's text? post like yesterday katie mm, probably friend, right? yeah um she had a very cute project bag from someone who i can't remember but it oh was, yeah um i was very tempted to buy the that bag oh. yeah mm-hmm. it was still in the shop yesterday oh how cute yeah so i've seen that fabric before cute where do you get that fabric i want it i don't know i don't really want a project bag in it i want something else i don't know what it's probably from uh, Spoonflower, but I like. It. I mean, the project bags look very nicely made. It's just I have a lot of project bags. <laughs> yeah, you can do other things. Yep. Yeah, I like. Um, I like. Let me see if I can scroll. If you, if I can zoom in, I like Ellie with the giant. Yes, <laughs> I totally sold it. I Dante is my big Jurassic Park fan. Like we all like it, um, mm-hmm. but um, he. He would probably agree with you about, like, just can you have it on as a constant mm-hmm. loop or the whole, um, the whole, I can't think of the word, but all five movies going on a, a loop would ha- make him happy, too. He likes them all. I um, only really like the first one. Yeah. The first one with Chris Pat- Pratt, the first Jurassic World is not bad, I but like- none of them are as good as the first one. <laughs> Lost World is pretty good, though, but it's not as good. Last World's okay, but yeah, it doesn't have, because the, the magic of the first movie is all of the characters, like mm-hmm. the dynamics of the... Main- Even the blood-sucking lawyer. Yep. <laughs> and, and what a way to go, huh? <laughs> and uh, what's-his-face, Newman as the bad guy. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> Wayne Knight, he's so funny. Uh, uh, and um, 
Samuel Jackson's in it. It's yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the third movie is trash. <laughs> um, I I've seen the third movie. It's been a long time. I recently read the book and had like a great time reading the book. So, um, but yeah, the third movie is trash. But it's yeah. fun. It's fun trash. Yeah. Uh, so number one. Number one, and. It's a movie I've got memorized from start to finish. Mm-hmm. It's a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. And it's the one movie that they both said they hated doing. <laughs> it's called Joe, Joe versus the Volcano. Oh. It's because, you know why? Because it has a lot of the same imagery as the Fritz Lang Metropolis. Oh. Very similar. It has a very, and it has lots of different, um, vignettes scenes that are vignettes of of classic americana um you know we i i feel for him with his brain cloud because most of the times i live in a brain cloud (laughs) but i know i saw that as a kid but i can't remember it and i every once in a while it pops up uh like on um suggestion on netflix i'm gonna have to watch it joe meg ryan plays three different characters they're all sisters, but they're all her. Okay. You know, I learned the word flibberty gibbet from, from there. Flibberty gibbet. I was so yeah. nervous you were going to say my number one is your number one, but it didn't even make your list. We haven't had any overlap. I know. I'm a little. Except for, well, I had Star Wars, any Star yeah, Wars on my Star list. Wars. That was to be. But accepted. we'd already talked about it, so I didn't mind bumping it. I'm like, how could I forget Joe versus the Volcano? <laughs> All right. Um, and the number one, the the Princess Bride. <gasps> oh yeah, oh, yeah. I oh man, I wish I had that whole never mess with a Sicilian when there's death on the line. <laughs> I wish I had that whole uh, monologue memorized. Um, I've seen that movie so many times, and when you were talking about sneaking in to watch. Was it Labyrinth when your sister was watching it? I remember being little and like sneaking in to watch Princess Bride, but I was always terrified of the R.O.U.S.'s. I would like to leave the room. It was so scary. (laughs) Very terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) So scary. Places where that is celebrated in my life. Every year that we change the clocks, one of my favorite memes that pops up is, um, oh, I can't think of his name. He directs. The blonde? No, so the, the six-fingered man t- doing tests on, um, on oh. Wesley. I have sucked one year of your <laughs> life. How do you feel? Oh, Christopher Guest. One hour. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's, that's, yeah. I've sucked one hour of your life. How do you feel now? <laughs> and be tr- remember, be truthful. This is for posterity. <laughs> the word posterity. <laughs> um. I mean, that's such a great movie. Movie, I'm not going to do them all, but um, there's just one person I don't like at work. And uh, when he still thought we'd be friends, he I asked him to do something, and he's like, "As you wish." And I almost punched him in the face. (laughs) You're like, "Do not ruin that for me." Don't you dare (laughs) presume to use that at work. It's not appropriate. It's inappropriate, sir. (laughs) Um, Actually, I'm a husband. Punch you in the face. Well, (laughs) how dare you flirt with me? When you think how many people, when that movie was done, all the people that were in it were so much younger. Mm-hmm. You had Manny Padinkin, um, and he went on to do great things. 
the blonde guy whose name, what's his name? Carrie Elwes. Yeah. Yes, Carrie Elwes. He's gone on to do other things. I mean, did you recognize her when in Forrest Gump? Yeah. yeah. It I, took me a while to make that connection. Oh, she was she was Princess Bride. She's freaking Antiope in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh. No, oh. Antiope. Antiope okay. is the mom. It's um something with an H. Well, about that, there was a TV series where she was where she was first lady, and she was evil. <laughs> I forget what it, who what's his there's um. No, she's not the first. Well, maybe she gets to it. I did. I stopped watching the series, but House of Cards is what you're thinking of. House of Cards, yeah. They get to be the first lady in the first year in the first season. I think I no, not in the first season. Oh, maybe they're running in the first season. He's still a senator or something. In the first, anyway, she's just as she's just as evil as he is. Yes. Oh, she holds her own just fine. She yeah. absolutely does. Um, I love her in all. I don't think I can't think of a performance she's done that hasn't been fantastic. She's uh, an actress that I would say really aged well. Mm-hmm. She she was already strong. She she's very versatile. She can do lots of different roles. Have you seen her in Wonder Woman? She's buff as heck. Yeah. Badass. Wow. Yep. I was just reading a fun fact about Princess Bride that was about how they tried to make the movie a lot soon, a lot earlier than it actually got made. And I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to play the giant, but then he, oh. by the time they got the movie like funded and started, he was too big of a star. But how much worse would that movie be if, if, oh. if he was in it instead of? It would have ruined, it would have forever okay. marred and ruined the movie. Yeah. You know? It would have been no good. Man. No. Plus, <laughs> who, could, yeah. who could be a giant except Andre the Giant? Andre the Giant, he's so like sweet and lovable in that movie. It's so, oh, I love him. If you want to cry, well, you watch the documentary about his I life. I know, I haven't yeah. yeah. He was kind of that way in real life, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's about his life and death. Um, he was big in everything that he did. I just i love everything about that movie so kevin read a um a meme that was that just yesterday that um 2020 is the dread pirate roberts um i'm not gonna quote it this one right but um good night sleep well tomorrow in the morning i will kill you yeah yeah (laughs) that's accurate (laughs) good work today sleep well i'll most likely kill you in the morning (laughs) Then Katie. <laughs> I've seen that movie a lot. <clears throat> I love that movie. And that is no matter where it is in the movie. <clears throat> Yo, yeah. In, I, can- I even love the here I go. I love the hag characters. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of too. Trash. Trash. <laughs> go ahead and bow down if you want. Bow down to the queen of slime, the queen of putrescence. <laughs> I love um <clears throat> Uh, Billy Crystal and his wife. Oh my God! Company, yep. company, company. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Blaze. We all know what that means. Oh, we, we, okay, when someone leaves the house, we still say, "Have fun storming the castle." Yeah. Did you get work? It, it'd take a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to say that too much, like at work, because they don't think it's funny. What? <laughs> you send somebody out on a funeral and say, "Have fun storming the castle." Well, yeah. well, context, context. <laughs> In the office. 
<laughs> I don't send the funeral procession out with flats. No. <laughs> that might be why they don't let me out of my corner in the office. Yeah, and you stay over there. <laughs> there's always there's always context for stuff. Um, it, when I worked at a law firm, my sister did a cross stitch for me, um, a humorous one that says, first thing we do, let's kill all the lawyers. And it's from, and we just thought I, it was a funny thing to have in a law firm, except the week after I put it up was when that person in Ventura went through and shot everybody up in a law firm. So Ooh. I, that they're like, you know, I understand it comes from, it was how they were, it was from like Henry VIII or Fifth Night, one of, one of the Shakespeare plays, they're trying to figure out how to overthrow the government. And the first thing they would do is get rid of the lawyers, you know, but yeah. So someone in HR had a gentle conversation with me about sensitivity. I'm like, it's Shakespeare. Yeah, but still, we don't want to talk about killing lawyers at this time. Okay, I have a perfect summer watch movie um, list. Okay. Okay. I'm surprised. Did Katie give her first? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number one is The Big Lebowski. All right, I've been waiting for that one. <laughs> I was one. thinking, oh, it's so weird Katie didn't say that one yet. Oh, because I didn't give you one. a turn. Yep. Um, like I said, Jeff Bridges, he's my man. Um, it, yeah, that's, so that's the other Coen Brothers movie that was on my list. Um, I didn't realize that was a Coen Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's perfect. It's, I know that. <laughs> it's very much a Coen Brothers movie. It's the um, John Goodman's in it. Uh, Steve Buscemi's in it. It's a uh, yeah. And freaking um, what's her name? Uh, oh, now that I said it, I can't think of her name. Um, she plays Nancy Donovan in Thirty Rock, and I love her. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I I love everything about Thirty Rock. They're I was so like, good. yeah. I love it when they start talking. And she puts her Boston accent on so strong. Oh, she's so... I'm upset that I can't remember what her name is. Um, she plays Maud. Maud Lebowski. Um, hold on. Because this is making me mad that I can't think of it. In my head. Uh, Julianne Moore is her name. It's Julianne Moore. Oh! Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Julianne Moore was in 30 Rock? Yes. She was Jackie Donaghy's uh, Boston girlfriend, Nancy Donovan. Oh, that's right. Oh, With she's a really so thick good. accent. Oh, I love her. I totally her forgot that. about that. <laughs> oh, she was so good, too. I thought about wearing my um, my dude sweater, but it's a little too sweaty for that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, it is very... Oh, go ahead. Well, it is Me Made May, and I, I did wear Me Made to work. Um, but then I showered. Yeah. Put my sweater on. Technically, that's what this is. I'm not wearing anything. But else. I wear it all the time, so I wasn't really thinking about it for May. <laughs> well, it's May, and you made it. There you go. Day one done. There you go. You're off to a good start. No, I just love Jeff Bridges. He's, like, my favorite person. And I always say, like, I don't, like, I don't, like, want to marry him. I just want to be best friends with him. I want him to be, like, my uncle. Like, I just want to be around him. Like, I love him. The kind of guy that would be at a family picnic. Yeah, right? I just want to hang out with him. Yeah. I've seen him twice in concert with his band. Um, the last time we went was at 
What's that place downtown that's like a hip bowling alley? I know it. Discovery Zone. Yes, Discovery. That's where it was. And we were literally like, like, I was like in the front of the stage. Like, I could have reached out to touch him. He was that close to me. But, yeah. That's That's before security hauled you out. Yeah, I wasn't. I I restrained myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Favorite scene? Do you have like a top? Like the scene you think of in your mind's eye when you think of that movie? Ah, uh, you know, it's it's one of those movies that like I've seen so many times, and every time I'm confused because the Coen brothers are really good at making such a convoluted plot because the plot is like B story. It's all about the characters, and every time I'm like, but wait, how did so he bribed that guy or did he not bribe that guy? And then I have to think it through every single time because there's so many things that happen that I always get confused. Um, I don't know what that movie is about. Like, I mean, no. I love it. I've seen it several times. Yeah, you I couldn't say what it's about. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, Sam, uh, Sam Elliott's in that, not Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott's in that movie. Um, um, I, of course, in, like, for my, my day job, we love the um, collecting the friends earn. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything cheaper? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> is there a Ralph Sears by? And he comes back with the coffee can. But you can't oh, get that gosh. anymore. Like, that would be. Oh funny. yeah, no, it's a plastic thing. I um, the next time I see it available, I'm going to buy from Super Emo Friends, um, which is a mm-hmm. he, he illustrates fan art with um like an emo tint to it, like and he has a guy. hilarious um illustration of them opening to do the spreading and it blowing back on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just standing there and then Walter turns around and sees him just like covered in ashes and he's like I'm sorry dude <laughs> oh. I have, um, like a perfect corner in my office that if, even if someone from the public came in they could not see it but I could enjoy it nice that would be perfect yeah yep so fun watch it whenever okay okay perfect summer watch list three okay. Here are my three movies. One will be a series. Prepare this. Am I supposed to think of some, or am I just? <laughs> well, if something comes up, or maybe I'll I'll hit on yours. I mean, we've already okay. said one of them. Okay. okay. And I will go. Oh, I thought of one. Sorry. Okay. Um. Number three keeps disappearing from my brain. I'm sorry. Number. Like the the bottom one is Tremors. Yep. And you can go on to watch the other Tremors if you're so inclined. There's a lot of them. Yeah. It goes on and on. Mm-hmm. But of course. Okay, worse and worse and worse and worse. Kevin Bacon, you know, shedding his jeans. <laughs> uh, I didn't have to rewatch that. I forgot about that. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Um, number two. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. I found it. It came back. It's a current movie uh, or just it, last summer. 47 meters down, uncaged. Did you watch it? It's no. amazing. I it's- was going to say Jaws is my sum- best summer movie. That Jaws series will be my number one. That's where I figured we could okay eye on that. Because every summer I like to watch Jaws, the whole series, one, two, three at least. And um, like that's the best joke in Back to the Future too. Hmm. Jaws 43 or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, the Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you like Jaws, you you gotta watch this. It's terrible. It, 
maybe I'm not gonna write that one down. No, it's fabulous though. It's fabulous, terrible. Like fabulous, terrible. It's called 40, 47 meters down, Unchained. It is a pure, stupid shark movie with a shark. Oh, two sharks, I think. Oh, two sharks. Two cave sharks. Okay. okay but is, how can you put a chain around a shark? Uncaged. Oh, uncaged. uncaged. You're right. Um, Jaws is an honorable mention on my list because I love that movie because Steven Spielberg. But have you read the novel Jaws? It's so infuriating. <laughs> I hated it. Service announcement to not do that. Don't I read the book. I remember reading it a long time ago. It pissed me off. I hated it so much. Um, that, that tainted something you love. Uh, Steven Spielberg did a really great job of pulling the best things out of that book and leaving the garbage behind because it was yeah. yeah. But you don't really like the character of the sheriff from the book because he's just kind of you know he's fine. The problem I have with that book is that his wife cheats on him with the college student kid who like the shark expert who comes to the island to like help and they like affair it's like where did that come from that's not in the movie it's kind of unnecessary yeah it is it's completely unnecessary and it takes up like 30 percent of that stupid book (laughs) all i know is okay so i my memory of jaws i was a very impressionable child and i couldn't watch even commercials the commercials of jaws scared me so much we were living up at a lake and someone told me there was such thing as freshwater sharks and because I saw that commercial, I was terrified that a shark was going to swim up to the shore, grab me by the ankles and drag me in. And so I couldn't watch that. Eventually I did watch it. But the thing that made that really stuck out to me is that was Amityville, mm-hmm. right? On, on Amity Island or something like that. And the same year that that came out, the Amityville horror came out. Not connected. And like, they don't Amityville. I, if, the, if, if the demon house doesn't get you, the sharks will. <laughs> Kid, huh? Huh? You're a little kid, and you're thinking of them together. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't. Well, because on the commercials, you know, the there's one. They're like one of those barn type looking houses with the the round wedge type windows, and they become red eyes, and I was terrified. Yeah, that really happened. <laughs> but that's part of the story they verified. <laughs> i love i love the amityville horror like that story i've watched both the movies and i have um read incessantly about what really happened and it's so messed up yeah i've not seen the movies but i've read about it so it's based on a real thing sort of well it's based on like a kid trying to get out of the fact that he probably murdered his whole family oh eldest son there was an eldest son which is never portrayed in the movies and he was out late at night and um like out in the bars and he comes home to find his family dead but really all the evidence points to the idea that he killed his whole family his and he probably family. just blacked it out with man- a- amnesia or he lied about it yeah i think he just lied about it well because in the movie they have the they have like the, the gates of hell opening up through the the door into the basement Yep. I was like, I think Ryan. I wasn't. I wasn't into any kind of demonic type things. I wasn't into Rosemary's Baby or the 
The Exorcist or any of those type of movies that came out during that time. Lansky is a terrible human being, but I love Rosemary's Baby. And, oh my gosh, in Glo- um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, did you guys see that yet? <laughs> so good. Like, you have to remember that it is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. He likes to rewrite history. He likes to do it in a big, messy, bloody, gory way. But it's all so gratifying. And if yeah. you remember that, you're going to like it. I have a very low threshold for Quentin Tarantino. I love both the Kill Bill movies a I lot. I haven't seen them. Oh. I've seen Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards. Um, yeah, I don't like most of his other movies, but I love Kill Bill. It's, I gotta, very, oh, it's so good. It's like every time that's up on, some, on a streaming site, like one half is free and mm-hmm. not the other. So you I have, have to watch both of them. It's like one movie. It's split in two. All right. Well, I think we've uh, gone on for long enough about movies. Oh, favorite movies. I can go on. Okay. I well, I could talk forever. <laughs> you said you had ten. Do you want to tell us your other five just quickly? Um, I have Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Peter Pan. Um, Thor Ragnarok, which I already mentioned, Kingsman, and uh. Kingsman's so good. And Totoro. Those are my other five. Those are all very good. Those are not in an order. Those are just five more. I'm late to Totoro. Trevor can totally do the dance of Napoleon Dynamite. It's a classic. It's classic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Any you guys, yeah, did you come up with an obsession? Anybody? Uh, no, I don't have an obsession right now other than um, well, wait, wait, let me think. What, what, this is amazing. I'm obsessed with all teas right now because I'm not, I'm trying not to drink as much. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> a lot of people. Um, you know, like, so this has like a little bit of licorice root in it. And sometimes the herbal teas have like a very heavy anise flavor. Mm-hmm. And I bought this and it said, um, heartwarming touch of rose, chamomile, and lavender. And that sounded amazing. And then I got it home and I saw that it had licorice root as one of the flavors and I was really bummed, mm. but it's perfect. Mm. This like nice. light walking by of the licorice flavor and it's so good. Um, but I, I've been drinking a lot of different yummy teas. Nice. That's my new favorite. I'm also a little obsessed with um, making bias tape. <laughs> bias tape makers, they make a huge difference very excited this was supposed to come like by june 22nd and it wasn't one of the came the, early yeah it's like yours but hey, it's, not, it's my set it's not by the same people it doesn't have the cute little heart oh it's probably out of the same exactly. factory in china if they just cute. didn't stamp it on the cover um but yeah i liked your set and um I can't even imagine making the smallest size how tiny is that going to be i'm gonna find out uh, it's um wasn't supposed to come until like june 22nd so the two things that were supposed to come today amazon and netflix didn't come today that mm-hmm. came today. nice you never know it's real weird it's a weird time yep <laughs> this time is making me here's my obsession i am obsessed with making things from the Brit- great british baking show oh nice. so i made an angel food cake um, I, so, which meant I had to get an angel food cake pan, you know, cause, mm-hmm. and I had to do it upside down just like they do. Um, I have 
pulverized dried raspberries that I folded into the egg whites. And my husband's like, is that a Genoese? I go, that's a fatless sponge. So we're all about the lingo and the buzzwords of it. And so we watched, Mary, uh, now we've gone through the series and, and we're watching the masterclass. Mm -hmm. and my husband saw Mary Berry's tiramisu cake. So he wants that for Father's Day. So I've got a square pan with a bottom that comes out coming. What's he going to make on Mother's Day? That comes first. <laughs> they don't tell me. So I don't know. I, I want one thing for Mother's Day. I mean, I want two things. So the same thing I ask for every year, which is um, a clean house. But I want this t-shirt I saw at Target, which would go really good with this. It <laughs> says, question everything except your mother. I like Aww, that. I like that. <laughs> I'll wear it everywhere. Yeah. It'll be my favorite piece of clothing. <clears throat> if I teach them one thing, it's that lesson. Um, I don't really have an obsession. I was trying to think of something, and it's like, I think last time I talked about Animal Crossing. I'm still playing a lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> Do you look at the comic um, Sad Animal Facts? Mm -mm. You Look her up on Instagram, because she has like a 10-frame, like, I wish I could play. And it's real pathetic. Yeah. Um, I would love for anybody that I knew in real life to also play Animal Crossing because I don't know a single person. And a big thing about Animal Crossing is like going to visit your friends and like you can get a little bit farther along if you're if you have connections with other people. So, but I don't know anybody. You know two of my sons. You know I Ian. Know, I want to like. And you know Trevor. Trevor would totally play and be friends with with you. Yeah. I want, my sister wanted to get a switch for her birthday, but they're sold out everywhere and you can't get one. Did so you she figure really out how wants to, to play. Did but. you figure out how to cheat the system and to be able to go back in time? That's cheating. I'm not cheating. Well, what, apparently what on my island. Apparently they 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 found a way to knock that out. They because now the the way the you you can't predict the day that the prices are going to go up anymore. Yeah. So. I'm not cheating. <laughs> just slowly plugging away yeah yeah be friends with trevor you know him and he's obsessed with animal crossing so yeah i have a couple like friends online that i don't know like in person um and i have their friend codes i can go visit them but it's like i would it would be so much fun if like my sister were playing and i could go but whatever yeah i have that i have friend codes of people that i only know through game through wizards unite Mm -hmm. But I always wonder about uh, the the one who is mo her her tag is mommy is busy, and because she's up in Santa Barbara, I'm like, oh. and you see, I'm from Fillmore, and we're like we do stuff in Ventura. We're like, we see each. I'm like, oh, you. I, I'm like, I know she went walk. It's almost like you're stalking because the gifts that they give your game, you know. I'm like, oh, she went to the duck the turtle pond again, or oh, she. <laughs> like, oh, like oh, well. me out about when they added friends is that you could see. Like, you could, I mean, since, yeah, you just know too much about my life if I were giving you gifts from the places I acquired them. Well, um, nowadays, since no one's going anywhere, and you could, you, you know, most of your gifts come from wizarding battles, it just has a generic picture of the wizarding towers for most of them, so. None of us said Harry Potter as our, no. But we all love Harry Potter, right? Oh, I love Harry I love Potter. Harry Potter. 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 Yeah, I would have had 
of all the, the Harry Potter-esque stories, I probably would have had Fantastic Beasts as my favorite. Hmm. That's one that I own. Because I, I like all the critters. I but love I like the American characters. Newt Scamander. I don't like where they took the second movie for sure. Mm-hmm. No, no. no I, I'm talking about the original one, not the not the sequel. Yeah. As soon as Johnny Depp came into it, that, that was the end of it for me. I just like the first movie. You're a real hater on Johnny Depp. I didn't. Know <laughs> oh, absolutely. The guy's pointless. Wow. His early career was stuff was really brilliant. After that, he after he got famous, he started dialing it in. He ruined Pirates of the Caribbean series. Pirates of the Caribbean, the Caribbean is great. I'm not. I'm not yes, it is. The first two, maybe three. Two, but no. after a while, the first Pirates of the Caribbean is a fantastic movie. Yeah, Johnny Depp does a really great job in it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I talking about like the sequel. The it, no, when he started the getting one's into okay. this. And I'm saying it's when he started the franchises of that got less and less. Yeah. Interesting. But the very first one, the first Pirates, that, that would be on my list. That's definitely a, a contender. Yeah. Uh, I got mad by the third movie. Like, oh, you just want my money. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 And a lot of people felt that way, and they still gave their money. I'm like, because they didn't want to miss out on having the series. I stopped. Yep. So, anyway. Well. Fun times, guys. That was a fun discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you guys are listening and want to throw in your two cents or tell us your favorite movies, I would love to hear other people's favorite movies. I just like talking about movies and reading about movies and watching movies. So please tell us yours because that would be awesome. Yep. How do they tell us? In the co- is there a comment section? Yeah, or email us or comment email on us. wherever. Okay. You know how to get in touch with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Awesome. Bye. All right, see you later. Bye.